Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy, dear friends, to be here with you as the Lord share allows us to share this time every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4 p.m. We come to you live, and then on those same days at 10 o'clock, we air the program again in the at nighttime, put it on archives, and uh, streaming live now from our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, on our beautiful uh, free mobile app that I hope you have downloaded and use it as a resource for so many things. I was just on it, uh, checking out a dip, viewed everything. I was, I was on the um, the monitor uh, web page from our uh, webs from our uh, mobile app. I was on the uh, Vatican website from our mobile app. I was checking mass readings. So you can do it all right there from our our mobile app, and it's free. The mobile app. Um, Coming to you also now live on uh, YouTube today, youtube.com slash Domestic Church Media. Also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Domestic Church Media. Streaming live on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org as well. Video there. So uh, I hope um, you are having a blessed day, staying safe uh, in all of this craziness, my friends. My goodness, on this last day of March, March 31st, 2020, and, um, you know, tomorrow, April 1st, was supposed to have been the beginning of our spring radiothon. Obviously, we have postponed that uh, to another date. We haven't chosen that date yet, of course, uh, waiting to see uh, what transpires over the next 30 days now that the president has asked for us to um, be socially isolated, what is the self-isolated and socially distancing ourselves and um, just putting it all in God's hands. You know, I was thinking about this earlier as I was praying in the chapel that we're still in, now in the fifth week of Lent, uh, Easter. Next week is Holy Week, and I, it does, you know, because we're not <laughs> going to Mass physically, I guess, maybe it's a little bit different. Hopefully uh, you're listening to the Masses we, we broadcast here or watching on a TV, looking at the Mass readings for each day to try to stay connected to the Church, because next week being Holy Week, then entering into the, the, the glory of Easter. And I'm praying, I was thinking about this, I was, I was in the chapel praying and, and thinking, you know, wouldn't it be something if we can now really, now that we know that we have another 30 days uh, this way, to really strive to spend the rest of our Lenten season um, in spiritual exercise, and then during the beautiful season of Easter, the season of resurrection, we come out a, a, new, a new man, a new woman, um, with God's help, of course, through all of this. But let's we'll talk more about that. Like, I, I want to pr- pray first. Um, again, welcome you to the program on this March 31st, 2020. And uh, my brothers and sisters, as always, um, I, I thank you for all that you do for us and in, in, in our prayers together. Please be assured of our prayers for you every day as I go into the chapel and, and pray and uh, uh, 
before the Blessed Sacrament in the, in the tabernacle, all of those special prayers that we raise up uh, for you and your families, and uh, just can't tell you how much it means to us to be able to be here with you. And I do pray that you are making this apostolate a part of your day now. You know, we can only take so much of the news, whether it be the social media or the media that we see on cable, television, uh, just the... And yes, we have to be informed, but we can't continually have that information thrown at us. I'm starting to see a little bit more if you... If you and I, I only go on social media because I, I have to, basically, because of our web... our. Um, Facebook page and, and things that I have to keep on top of. Uh, I try to stay off it as much as I can. But when I do go and I do see there are people trying to, to spread positive messages out there. And we should be doing that. You know, God is in charge. God is in control. And we can't allow the world to drag us down, you see. And yes, in this beautiful season of Lent, a, a season that still hasn't changed, it's still the season of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. That's not changed. We find ourselves in a different situation. But, you know, you have to really stop and think and meditate on the fact that we are in this global crisis here in this country, and really we're still so blessed in the sense that, yeah, we're we're being asked to stay at home, but we have roofs over our head, heat, and and. And, and running water and, and food. You know, I, I stopped at the grocery store yesterday to pick up a few things. And my goodness, except for the paper aisle, everything else was there. You know, I don't know what people need all this toilet paper for, but everything else was there. Got a couple of steaks, got some hamburgers, got some uh, salmon, you know, just to, 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 so we can eat this week. And So how blessed are we, right? How blessed are we? So let's keep that in mind. Let's spread that blessing, spread that joy in how we allow ourselves to go through this. I'm going to share you with, with you today some words from Pope Francis. I think, my goodness, um, as the spiritual leader, not of just our church right now, but of the world, we have to listen to him. We have to listen to Pope Francis. He's taking the world into prayer. He's taking the world, not just Catholics, but all people of, of, of goodwill together to go where we have to go. We have only one place we can go because he has the words of eternal life. That is to Jesus. And Holy Father Pope Francis is leading us there through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So I'm going to share with you some, some of his words today. Let's, let's pray. I, I thought I had my, my prayer here that Holy Father wrote to... Um, oh, you know what? I put it on our website. Now that I think of it. <laughs> if you go to domesticchurchmedia.org, I have now put this prayer on our website um, so you can pray the prayer anytime uh, that Holy Father wrote, uh, praying to Mary for protection from the uh, coronavirus. So let me quick, real quick pull it up on our website here. There we go. The beauty of technology, right? So this is a prayer from Pope Francis uh, to our Blessed Mother. We'll pray this prayer and our other uh, prayers we pray each day. Let's begin, my friends, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did at Cana of Galilee, 
joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and to deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And that prayer can be found on our website, my brothers and sisters. So if you go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and up on the top through our scrolling um, uh, banner there, you'll see there's an option to click for that prayer. You can pray it. Now we'll pray as our Holy Father requested, ooh, about a year and a half, almost two years ago, when he asked the entire church to play, pray every single day the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the Subtum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother to pray to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, uh, as always, my friends, I thank you for praying together. Thank you for being here, because I know there's a lot of things you could be doing right now. But I really hope that people are getting away from planting themselves in front of the TV or in front of their social media source and just allowing themselves to be fed all this negative information. And I'm not saying it's not a, it's a very serious situation, but, you know, you can only take so much to have the same thing being, being thrown at you. Um, you know, and, and as I said the other day, you know, you watch TV and, and you're watching the the, the anchor people and, and you're seeing on one side of the screen, I, I only, I really, I gotta be honest, I either only watch the local news at night or I watch, I have Fox news on. That's what I put on. And even that I'm turning off now most of the time. Cause it's, 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 uh, I've had enough. You know, how often can you keep looking at those numbers of increased numbers of cases worldwide and increased numbers of death worldwide when uh, we need to be, be, be also knowing how many people are recovering from this uh, and, you know, when they talk about uh, how many people are being tested, uh, uh, we're not hearing those numbers. Of course, the numbers of, of, of confirmed cases in this country are going to keep growing because we're testing more than anybody else. They're not going in that direction. So anyway, I, I, I'll watch the president's uh, press conferences and listen to what he has to say and his experts. Um, but we've got to get away from that. I really, you know, spend the time in prayer. You know, I was in here. Of course, I'm very blessed to be able to come over here to the station where we have the chapel. We have the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle where I spend a lot of time in prayer over there. Um, but even when you're home, you know, turn the TV off. Turn the social media off. It just Like Cheryl and I were talking today, um, since we're going to be going through this through Easter, um, say some prayers for us because 
I said to Cheryl, I said, you know, why don't we, we're going to have special programming, you know, throughout the Triduum next week and into Easter Sunday, uh, both from Rome and, and from EWTN. And, and um, I'm not sure about the Basilica now in Washington, but of course, they're all going to be private, privately said. There's no, there's no congregation to these masses that will be broadcasting, but it is still the Holy Sacrifice. Uh, we're going to bring you Bishop O'Connell's uh, masses here throughout the Triduum as well. But I said, you know, Easter Sunday... Why don't we just put a lot of beautiful Easter music on? And just, 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 and have you know, we're all going to be at home, right? <laughs> you're going to have your Easter dinner, uh, your family. We're going to be, you know, like little house on the prairies, aren't we? Just all by ourselves. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to do. Cheryl's going to. She's doing it now. She's creating some music sets so that we can put some Easter music on throughout Easter Sunday, just as background for you in your rejoicing at the resurrection. We want, to, we, want, we want our apostolate to be a source of joy because we have the message of joy, the message of redemption through Jesus Christ. You know, I, I, I know last week we did, we took this, so let's take the time, let's kind of get some Catholic perspective on all this through some, some very informative and interesting guests. But you know what? We are here to bring you the joy of Jesus. Jesus Christ is in control. All of this happening for as horrible as it is, has been allowed by Almighty God. And we are seeing positive fruits come out of this. Again, how many people do you hear talking about families are spending more time together? You know, Cheryl and I, now we're, we're married, uh, 30, we're married 35 years in December, we will be. And we've, you know, we spend time together, but we've never spent a lot, this amount of time together without any other distractions because Cheryl... Uh, was laid off from her job at St. Magdalene's uh, as as principal organist and, and liturgist and, and uh, director of uh, liturgy. Temporary, we pray. Uh, so she's not working uh, uh, up there. She's home uh, and here a lot. Um, so we spend a lot of time together because we were always so both torn in different directions. Um, but you, you kind of rediscover each other. You, 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 know, we, you obviously talk more, you share more. We've even sat down. We're talking about we we sat down the other night at the piano and and got a book of music out there and started doing some of the old gig stuff together that we that brought us together 36 years ago. I said let's let's practice that and maybe on our Facebook page or our YouTube page you know a week from now do an hour of of, of uh, saloon music just, just so people can watch to get away from the TV to just do something you know and there are great fruits coming from this so let's build on that. I read on, uh, I think it was Spirit Daily, I was reading, they're saying people are praying more. Great, great. One thing I hope that, that happens here is that people continue. You, know, you heard, I think it was Father Jason talking about uh, um, the numbers, uh, Father, Father Jim Grogan the other day, uh, talking about the numbers of people that are watching the streaming uh, video of the masses and how many people are doing that. Great. We just pray that when all this, you know, goes back to normal, as it will, that people go back to church, to the actual physical building, and maybe people who hadn't been will start to come back to thank God. I'm praying that when all of this is over, and as I said, yes, tomorrow we were supposed to begin our, um, our uh, spring radiothon. And obviously, we're not doing that this week as planned. We're postponing it. We're not canceling. We're postponing it because it is our major fundraiser of the year. We're going to feel a little pinch here now, I'm sure. Um, but we will postpone it, hopefully to you know late in the spring, before summer, hopefully. 
And I'm I'm thinking, you know, let's make that a, when when this is all done, let's make it a great a great time of Thanksgiving for the Lord seeing us through and bringing a greater good to so many aspects of our lives through this. We may not see it now. Maybe we're a little distracted by all the the craziness and the numbers and the newscast. But as I said, you got to get away from that stuff. Get away from it. And begin to build up on, okay, let's let's follow the guidelines, do what they ask us to do, give it to Jesus. He'll lead us through this valley of darkness into the light. And, you know, this time of, of penance and prayer and, and fasting and almsgiving, this Lenten season, this Via Dolorosa we're being asked to now walk down and with Jesus will lead us to resurrection. And we will resurrect, my friends. This country will come back. But I pray that the spiritual heart of this country comes back even greater and with greater force. And that's, that's a prayer. And I'm praying that we can do that. That's why I pray you make this apostolate a part of this time, whatever this time is for you. Time at home with your family. Spend time with your family. You know, pray together. Uh, have fun together. Laugh and remember that God is in charge and that he will see us through this. But that, that you take opportunities that we're hopefully presenting to you here through the, the broadcast of the Mass, the Rosary, the Chaplet, time of prayer, time of information, of spiritual information that you need to get through. And I'm praying that we will have a time uh, in, in the spring, probably mid to late spring, but still have time to rejoice in having gotten through this and made it through together. And thank God for all that he does for us through this ordeal and that you will allow us here at Domestic Church Media to be a part of that for you. Now let's go to Holy Father Pope Francis. This is um, his, I believe, his Angelus message. I did have it in front of me. There it is. Uh, Of course, you know, this past Sunday, the gospel was the raising of Lazarus. And uh, so I just want to share with you Holy Father's angels. The the interesting thing is Holy Father is giving these, still giving these beautiful messages, and there's nobody there. But probably more people are hearing it now because, now I do it all the time, but because there's, there's, you know, people have no um, physical connection with the church. You know, St. Peter's Square usually on a Sunday would be packed as the Holy Father would come out from his apartment window there and give the, give the Angelus message. Well, there's nobody there now, but he's giving it, and I think more people are he- listening to it and hearing it. Well, I hope they're listening to it uh, and hearing it because uh, of all the, the, the uh, opportunity to broadcast the message. But here's, here's the Angelus message from Sunday. The Holy Father called on Christians to take away the stones from their hearts and let the word of God restore life where there is death. Um, of course, the, the gospel Sunday, as I said, and as you know, was the raising of Lazarus. And the Holy Father, taking inspiration from that, recalled the desperation of Martha and Mary in the gospel account, who said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And the Holy Father reflected that Jesus, according to the gospel, is moved by the tears of the sisters and cries aloud himself for Lazarus to come out of the tomb, which, of course, we know he did, and, and wrapped in the strips of linen. The Holy Father noted that the gospel passage 
we are able to touch with our hand the fact that God is life and gives life, yet takes on the drama of death. Pope Francis reflected, Jesus could have avoided the death of his friend Lazarus, but he wanted to share in our pain for the death of people dear to us. And above all, he wished to demonstrate God's dominion over death. And in the gospel, the Holy Father said, we see that man's faith and the omnipotence of God's love seek each other and finally meet. Now, we're hearing a lot now, aren't we, my friends, about death. We're seeing, as I said earlier, the numbers continually increase of the numbers of dead, those who have died as a result of the coronavirus. And death is a reality of our humanity. You know, our, our, our mortality is a part of our humanity. But we're at a time of year now where we're leading up to the Lord's passion and his physical death only to rise again on the third day as he conquered sin and death. Death shouldn't frighten us. We're, we're all headed in that same direction in this world. No one is going to escape physical death. There's not a person on this planet who is going to be exempt from physically dying. But we as Christians know and believe that by his passion and his own death, Christ was able to defeat death and sin and brings us the promise and the hope of eternal life. Now, the world is, is again, right now, it's focused on its own mortality because of this situation. No one looks forward to physical death. You know, no one's, no one's asking for it, I should say. I guess there comes a point in, in one's life where you're at death's door, as they say. And you know, of course, it's inevitable. And you know you have to pass through that door over the threshold into eternal life. We all do. We all will. But the world, I think, today is the way it, it, it approaches death, it's, it's, it's out of a fear a fear of death. And as Holy Father pointed out here in his, his Angelus message from Sunday, reflecting on the gospel passage of the raising of Lazarus from the dead, he said, we see that man's faith and the omnipotence of God's love <clears throat> seek each other and finally meet. Pope Francis said God's response to the woman's cry, if you had been here, is not a speech. It is Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life. Have faith. He said, Holy Father said, amid grief, <clears throat> continue to have faith, even when it, it seems that death has won. Take away the stone from your heart. Let the word of God restore life where there is death. Anybody, my friends, and I'm sure almost all of you, 
have at one time or another in your life had to face the death of someone whom you love. And the natural response, as Jesus, you know, the, they, they point out that the, uh, in Sunday's gospel, the sentence, and Jesus wept, is the shortest sentence in the entire uh, Bible. But Jesus wept at the death of his friend Lazarus his, in his humanity. He, God, who created Lazarus and wept at his human death. Holy Father said, pointed out that even today, Jesus repeats to us, take away the stone. Therefore, we are called to take away the stones of all that smacks of death. Such as, he said, the marginalization of the poor and the hypocrisy with which faith is lived. The Lord asks us to take away these stones from our hearts and life will then flourish again around us. We're all longing for that day. We hear people say it, that we'll get through this coronavirus situation. It's, it's hard to imagine now what life might be then, but most of you, again, listening or watching, uh, 20 years ago, we lived through 9-11. We never really thought we'd get back to normal after that tragedy. But we did almost to a, not almost, we did get back to normal to a fault. Because after 9-11, oh, we saw the churches were packed. We saw people on their knees praying. We saw people, you know, helping each other and, and being kind. And, you know, for that a week after the attacks on the World Trade Center, there wasn't a single abortion performed in the, in, in, on the island of Manhattan. You know, what, 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 what just horrifies me when I hear these pro-abortion politicians like the governor of New Jersey, like the governor of New York, who have such liberal abortion laws to the, to the point of where Governor Murphy is keeping abortion clinics open during this time where he says there should be no elective surgeries except for abortion. And Governor Cuomo talks about the, 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 the uh, saving of, of lives and how important that is. And he has one of the most liberal abortion laws in the country. The hypocrisy of that. And Holy Father addresses that right here. He talks about the hypocrisy with which with faith is lived. Both of these men call themselves Catholic. Horrible. Horrible. And those are the stones, Pope Francis said, that smack of death. The Lord asks us to take away these stones from our hearts, Pope Francis said, and life will then flourish again around us. And then he prayed that our Blessed Mother would help us to be compassionate like her son Jesus, who made our pain his own. Pope Francis closed his answers by saying, May each of us be close to those who are in difficulty, becoming for them a reflection of God's love and tenderness, which liberates us from death and makes life victorious. As we find ourselves, friends, walking through this crisis, this situation, and we hear about 
all the, the tragedy that is happening. We have to look to the vicar of Christ for spiritual guidance and leadership, which is what he's doing. You know, when he brought the world last week and he encouraged the media to, to cover it and to broadcast it, that worldwide holy hour of prayer to bring the world to Jesus. And what a stark image that was, wasn't it? You see many pictures now on the Internet of, of the, the white figure of the Pope in his white cassock in St. Peter's Square all by himself. And again, if you've ever been to St. Peter's, I'm sure most of you have seen St. Peter's, when it is packed, you can get close to 70,000 people in there. That's the size of a football stadium. (laughs) And not one person. And there was the Vicar of Christ, 83 years old, certainly um, um, not in, in excellent physical health because he has a sciatic problem, a hip problem. He has a lung problem. But he did it. And he showed the world there is only one place to go because the one place to go, as Peter said to the Lord himself, Lord, where else can we go? You, you have the words of eternal life. And we have to believe and trust that Jesus will and is seeing us through this. And he wants us to be united in faith, be united as the mystical body of Christ. We have such power at our hands and the power of prayer and the power of faith. We really, really do. We have enormous weapons in, in our in our in our uh, sacramentals. That we this this whole situation can be defeated by faith, by trust, by prayer. And the Lord calls us to that, and Holy Father Pope Francis is leading the way and showing us the way. So stand by, take a break, come back, uh, and then I want to share with you uh, something else Holy Father was teaching last Friday, actually, um, where he was talking about the devil using sophisticated means to separate people from God. So stay where you are, my friends. There's more to come on Come to Me. Listen to the wisdom of Father Benedict Groeschel weekday mornings at 9 a.m. right here where you are family. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. Sixty seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Now, in order to understand the knowledge of God, you must make a distinction between foreknowledge and predetermination. The two are not identical. God indeed does foreknow everything, but he does not predetermine us independently of our will and our merits. Just suppose that you knew the stock market very well. And because of your superior knowledge of business conditions, you said that such and such a stock within six months would be selling 10 points higher than it is now. Suppose six months later it actually sold 10 points higher. Would you have predetermined and caused it to be 10 points higher? Although you foreknew it. There were other influences, were there not, besides your superior knowledge? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Falsington to Fort Monmouth. Little Silver to Lower Makefield. Rumson to Roebling. Washington Crossing to West Long Branch. Eatontown to Englishtown. Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. All right, and welcome back. I'm happy to have you here on this beautiful March 31st, the last day of March 2020. And uh, when March began, I don't think we'd think we'd be here where we are now. I know we were looking forward to our Radiothon starting tomorrow, but that's not going to happen, of course. We're postponing that. Um, but I will make it very clear, my brothers and sisters, that means... We here at Domestic Church Media will find ourselves in a bit of a pinch because uh, we count on our spring radiothon to really, really uh, carry us through 
this, the rest of the spring into, and through the summer into the fall. Without that Radiothon, we're going to feel it. So we've not canceled it. We've only postponed it. We're going to, and I haven't chosen a date yet. We just want to see where we are, how things you know transpire over the next uh, two to four weeks, and then hopefully sometime in mid to late May before summer have our spring radiothon and perhaps it will be a radiothon of thanksgiving uh rejoicing in having made it through this uh, current situation but in the meantime in the meantime my friends i ask you please prayerfully consider helping us any way you can um we know that there'll be some stimulus checks coming out apparently to some people most people i guess uh, maybe you can share some of that um, because we do need you. We will, and we, without the Radiothon, uh, this time of year, you know, we really count on it in spring. Uh, but as I said, we'll postpone it and we'll, you know, hopefully have it sometime in, in uh, mid-May. I'm shooting for mid-May. We'll see where we are. I also got a text from Cheryl. Now, if you were with me at the beginning of the program, this is what we're doing. You know, around Christmas time, we are your Christmas music station, right? And uh, we play beautiful Christmas music throughout Advent and Christmas. Um, uh, you don't really find a lot of Easter music per se, but we know there are a lot of, lot of hymns with Alleluia and, and a lot of you know, great, great traditional um, hymns celebrating the resurrection. Um, so, sure, so what we're going to do is, for Easter Sunday, we have the morning liturgies from Rome and, and uh, uh, you know, locally we'll have a, a mass. But then most of you're like us, and Cheryl and I were saying today, what are we going to do for Easter? Well, we're not going to visit family. It's just going to be Cheryl and me. So <laughs> we'll make a nice Easter dinner and have a nice Easter together. Um, and But I thought what we could do here on our end from Domestic Church Media is to provide for you throughout Easter Day, Easter Sunday, just put on a lot of beautiful music of resurrection, beautiful rejoicing hymns, hallelujahs and things. So, Cheryl, I put I, I gave her that task this morning because, uh, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, she has been laid off from her uh, her uh, church job up at St. Magdalene's. Uh, uh, temporarily, we pray. Everything will get back, you know, a few months from now. But anyway, so she's not working and uh, I said, and she's, she, my, Cheryl always has to be doing something. So I, I said, well, here's something for you. Why don't we do this? Why don't we put together an, a, a day of Easter music? And we'll just play that throughout Easter Day. So whatever you're doing in your celebration of the resurrection, you can have us on in the background and uninterrupted Easter music. How about that? Just in the background, just rejoicing. You know, beautiful. Get away from the TV, all the other stuff, and just pl- hear the hymns singing about our Lord's resurrection. So anyways, we're going to do that. Cheryl sent me a text, and she said, have the people email me their favorite Easter or Alleluia hymn. So you can do that. You can send an email to Cheryl. It's it's very simple. It's Cheryl at DomesticChurchMedia.org, and email your favorite Easter and or Alleluia hymns, and we'll include that in our Easter music set for Easter Sunday. Throughout the day, I want to play it. I'm thinking more, you know, we'll have the liturgies in the morning, so you can go to Mass and, and, and... uh, praise God at, at Holy Liturgy uh, through any way you can through the broadcasts. But then maybe starting a- after the uh, noon mass, we'll put the rest of the day just a lot of Easter music on. Just sh- just blare it. Just get it. And put, it put, put speakers outside your house and blare it. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll provide it. You just play it. So Cheryl said, uh, as she now is going to have to create these sets of music, um, email Cheryl your favorite Easter and or Alleluia hymns that we can play Easter Sunday. And her address is Cheryl at domesticchurchmedia.org. Spread the word. Get the word out. Traditional, contemporary, whatever. Let's just let's get it all out there. Let's You know, music brings people together. And the music of Easter in celebrating our Lord's resurrection, the, 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 the beautiful strains, the, the choirs and the, and the brass and, and, you know, hallelujah, sing to Jesus, Jesus Christ is risen today. Get it all out there. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on our station. You can play it on any of our formats, any of our, our audio formats. And Easter, Easter Sunday, we'll play it all day long. I bet no other radio station's doing that. <laughs> we want to celebrate the Lord. So anyway, do that. It's email Cheryl, Cheryl at domesticchurchmedia.org, your favorite Easter and or Alleluia hymns that you want to hear played on Easter Sunday, and we'll put it on, and we'll just play it all day, okay? I'll put something on, maybe I'll put something on the website so you can do it that way as well. I, I, I'll do that tonight or tomorrow. Um so we can get that out there. What a great, what a great thing that'll be! Just to have that beautiful music, just lifting the hearts, you know, lift up our hearts, and music does that. Okay, uh, if you want to, you can also, I guess, text me too. I could get the text here as well. Uh, you can text your favorite Easter and/or Alleluia hymns to 609-493-8255. Anytime, day or night, we'll have them here. 609-493-8255. Get a whole playlist together. You request it, we'll play it. We'll find it. 609-493-8255. That's the number you can text your favorite uh, Easter hymns, Alleluia hymns. Whatever rejoicing music you want to hear, Christian music, Catholic music, we'll play it. Uh, or email Cheryl with that, Cheryl at DomesticChurchMedia.org. That's Cheryl at DomesticChurchMedia.org. And that's C-H-E-R-Y-L, Cheryl at DomesticChurchMedia.org. Let's be a joyful people. We are an Easter people. <laughs> we are. All right. So uh, last Friday, uh, during his homily at the Casa Santa Marta, Holy Father warned against relentless fury, he called it, relentless fury, a type of hatred, he said, that always indicates the presence of the devil. Well... He said, relentless fury is very subtle. Let's think about how the devil used this relentless fury, not only against Jesus, but in the persecution of Christians. He looked for the most sophisticated methods to bring them to apostasy, to distance them from God. That is, as we say, colloquially, diabolic, which means to divide. The Holy Father explained that silence is the appropriate response to daily small acts of fury, including gossip. <laughs> Everything about gossip being an act of fury? Well, it is. Holy Father says it's important to know when to dialogue and when to remain silent. Not easy, is it, to be silent? Now, it's, i got to tell you, I, I, uh, all politics aside, I watch these daily press conferences with the president— and where he comes out. And President Trump has a unique personality. Let's face it. He has a very unique personality. He didn't get where he is 
by by being um, quietly humble. You know, he has a he has a, a very very a full, a, a, a strong personality. And but he is in these press conferences throughout this entire situation been informing the people. He has a team of of experts there, beginning with the vice president and, and but especially the medical experts and the financial experts who are leading the country in in a way that he as the leader of the of the country feels we should be going. And uh, but I, I yesterday something one of those I think it was that Jim Acosta who was asking a question that really was. Had nothing to do too much with anything, and and you could see I could see on President Trump's face the look like he really wanted to say something <laughs> more than he did. I mean, he did say something, but like he wanted to really let go, and you could see him almost. This is a time for silence, <laughs> and I think we probably all have been there, right? When when we've I know for me personally, I. I you know, I have I, I struggle with that myself. My father was like that. My father was, he was. My mother would always say he's not very diplomatic, because he would speak his mind. But as Holy Father said, when you you know find yourself in in a situation where what the Holy Father called our small acts of fury, including gossip, sometimes the only appropriate response is silence. He said that the first reading from the Book of Wisdom, this is from Friday, uh, reads almost like a news report about what will happen to Jesus. It's almost a, an historical account of what will happen later. Pope Francis said it tells how the wicked are obsessed with Jesus because he reproves them for their evil way of life. And so they plan to test him with revilement and torture and ultimately condemn him to a shameful death. Pope Francis said, this is not simple hatred, but a kind of relentless fury that is inspired by the devil. As he did with Job, the devil tries to separate people from God to destroy the work of God. This type of fierce determination to destroy others comes from the devil. Have you ever been on that side where someone or a group of people or saying things, gossip perhaps, calumny, detraction, who were trying to destroy you in one way or another. We've been there. I've been there. <laughs> uh, and it's not a simple hatred, Pope Francis said. This comes from the devil. Trying to separate people from God to destroy God's work. I, I, I you know, I... We've been very blessed in the apostolate. But in the course of our work over the past 18 years that we've been doing this, there have been attempts from from sources you would never expect to destroy God's work. Not You can destroy me, try to destroy all you want. God will take care of me. But this is God's work. Holy Father said that this is relentless fury that comes from the devil. This type of fierce persecution, determination to destroy others, comes from the devil. It can be seen not only in how the devil attacked Jesus, but also in the persecution of Christians 
The devil uses the most sophisticated means to lead Christians to apostasy, to lead them away from God, and this is literally diabolic. And how should we respond to this, the Holy Father said? There are only two appropriate ways to react, to either dialogue or to remain silent. We should do what Jesus did. In the Gospels, we see that Jesus spoke out. When he knew that words would not do any good, he just remained silent. In the face of the spirit of fury, Jesus remained silent. The Pope emphasized in his silence, in silence, he underwent his passion. And, you know, we, we uh, again, as we get, you know, this coming Sunday, Palm Sunday already, we'll be reading the Passion. And we, we see the, the humility of our Lord and the silence of our Lord in the face of extreme persecution. And this, Holy Father said, as he, as he went through his Passion, he remained silent. And the Holy Father said, silence is the only appropriate response to the little acts of fury we face each day, such as gossip, chattering about people behind their back, gossiping about them. It's a kind of social harassment, not as strong as persecution, perhaps, but nonetheless, it's a kind of fury because it destroys others. You know, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, has often made this a theme of many of his teachings, gossip. It sounds so simple. You know, we used to have, uh, maybe they still have them, but do you remember they used to have what they called gossip columnists in the newspaper? Uh, um, I can't even think of names of any of them, but they used to call them gossip columnists. The, the, <laughs> these columnists who would write about the rich and famous, the celebrities. Which, by the way, is anybody missing these people? <laughs> the celebrities and their big mouths and the sports figures. You know, I, I love baseball. Trust me. I, I you know, we, we should be, we should have, the season should have started on Friday. That was the, would have been opening day. And I, I miss the game, but I, I don't miss the, 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 I guess the personalities, so to speak, and, and, and the entertainers. <laughs> I saw one of those Facebook, uh, they call them memes, is that what it is, a meme? Saying, you know, why hasn't anybody asked celebrities for a solution to solving the coronavirus problem? They know the solution for everything else, apparently. They, they, they didn't hesitate from keeping their mouths shut about other problems we have in, in the world. But there used to be these gossip columnists that would write about celebrities, but gossip is a sin. <laughs> and if you look in the in the catechism, uh, gossip, uh, calumny, which is 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 lying about someone, uh, um, detraction, which is telling making a true statement about someone to someone who didn't need to know it, and it detracts from that person's opinion of of the the person that you're talking about. You know, you could say, well, I, I just I just told the truth, but that person didn't need to hear it. You did it to detract, to tear down another person, whether it's true or not. It's a sin. So Holy Father is pointing this out. And he said these sins are are sins of 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 fury, acts of fury that come only from the devil. 
because they seek to tear down, to divide, and destroy. And then he said, let us ask the Lord for the grace to fight against the evil spirit, to dialogue when we need to dialogue, but in the face of the spirit of fury, to have the courage to remain silent and allow others to speak. You know, we hear a lot. And I, before all this began, you know, my, my, one of my biggest themes was always, you know, we need to build up, not tear down. And I'm praying that these days, whether it be the president or the pope, because both of these men have many, many people who do not like them for one reason or another. But they are where they are. You know, Jesus said when he was speaking to Pilate, you wouldn't have any power unless my father gave it to you. Both of these men, the president and the pope, are in powers of position and have verbally stated their um, love for for God and, and their desire for prayer and, and you know the, to build up in those areas people of faith obviously the Holy Father is the vicar of Christ but when we see what he has done over the course of this crisis and how he has again not just tried to lead Catholics but brought, bring the entire world together in prayer especially last week when he he, he brought the Eucharist into the atrium of St. Peter's Square and basically bless the world. That they will have people who, and hopefully, you know, people will maybe see them in different lights now. Maybe people are seeing President Trump in a different light where they had one opinion of him based on certain sources of information. Now they see, okay, well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. Or people who see this Holy Father who didn't like him, Catholics who didn't like him, don't like him. I've had people tell me that. We don't like this pope. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> God likes him. He put him there. But now we were seeing something, you know, where we have to come together, get away from the division, be united in truth and faith, build up in prayer the kingdom here on earth. And I, there's two sides to this, you know, to either continue to try to tear down or now, especially in this type of a crisis, to come together and build up, both on a secular level and especially on a spiritual level. We're coming into this beautiful time of our church calendar, Holy Week. You know, Sunday's Palm Sunday already. It's not going to feel like Palm Sunday. I was thinking about this the other day. Where are we going to get our palms? It'd be nice if the, we could get them somehow. On it. You know, if we're out in the West Coast, we'd have palm trees in our backyard, a different story. But we have no palms have to use last year's palms, I suppose, if you didn't burn them for Ash Wednesday. But Palm Sunday, that leading us into Passion Week, and it's going to be so different this year. Because I know so many of us, myself included, are going to be longing to be at these beautiful liturgies, which we won't be able to be at physically. We'll be able to be at spiritually, you know, many, many live streams, many broadcasts. We're going to broadcast... Um, so many of them throughout Holy Week. You know, Sunday, Cheryl and I, we, we do come over here on Sundays and we, we go into the chapel and we put the mass on uh, the speakers here, the radio, 
and we participate that way in the chapel, and we're very blessed to be able to be there in front of the tabernacle with the Lord's presence. But most people have to, you know, either be in their living room or wherever they're going to listen or watch, and then, and it's going to be much different this year. It's going to be a very strange Holy Week in Triduum, isn't it? But let's pray, you know, because then we have the this, the the. Uh, Easter season, the Easter tide will be living through Easter every day, you know, when that first octave will be an Easter day. And maybe the weather will cooperate. We can get outside. Go in your, you know, we sure we barbecued last night. We <laughs> threw a couple of burgers and a couple of dogs on the grill and, and we're in our backyard. And maybe the weather as it gets nicer, we'll spend more time out there. And, you know, we can't get out and, and, and socialize necessarily. You can talk to your friends across the fence, I suppose. It's very odd. It's an odd time. But if we work to build up our, our spiritual life and, and, and live our faith and trust, we'll get through this. And Easter eventually will be, for us in this country and around the world, a time of resurrection. So let's build on what unites us and not focus on and, and what divides us. Let's be united in, in hope and faith, truth, love, trust, prayer. And God will see us through this, my friends. All right, so I'm going to have to head on out of here, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Uh, Stay tuned now for Cresta. Don't forget, we have... Oh, oh, why does that record keep skipping? (laughs) I thought we fixed that. Um, The Mass, 7 o'clock tonight, we rebroadcast. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the Mass today, we have it on at 7, as we do every weekday. Now, 8 o'clock, noon, and 7. Uh, And again, have a great rest of your day, my friends. God bless you. God love you. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening.